You're listening to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. This podcast exists to encourage, empower, and equip you to share your story and with it, the gospel. On today's takeaway, Kip and I are discussing what it looks like to share your faith with coworkers. We're discussing some of our past experiences in both the Christian and secular workplace, as well as some practical takeaways for you to use in your own workplace. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, just want to say really quick, sorry that we missed an episode. Uh, we're working on getting some new guests lined up. We're really excited about some stuff that's coming down the line. Um, but we're busy, and we just lost an episode. Uh, you know, it just kind of snuck up on us before we knew it, and here we are. <laughs> Very busy. That's an understatement. Good things, but a lot of things. Yeah, too many things. Um, we'll survive. Well, since we're talking about faith and the workplace today, let's just list all the jobs that we've had so people kind of get to know where we've been and what we've experienced. Like specifics or just general? Um, either or. Let's let's do general. Okay. So my first job ever was in the summer while I was in high school. I worked uh, for my brother who was a warehouse manager of a school supply store. And so we would do receiving and shipping and deliveries to different schools if they ordered a ton of stuff. Um, that was only during the summers for about four years. That was fun. A lot of hard work. Definitely kind of paved the way for me with my work ethic. And I, I credit a lot of that to him. Just never stops going. After that, I went into retail and worked three or four different retail positions over the course of eight years total throughout college and then after college started working for the company I'm at now it's been seven years now and I work for a company that uh, manufactures and distributes physical therapy equipment I do inside sales marketing and IT as necessary but that's not my strong suit at all um I think we've kind of switched places interestingly so I, my first job, I started working for Lifeway Christian Bookstores in high school, and I was there for roughly seven years. I just, I started in my senior year and just kept on because I liked it so much. I actually worked my way up to being a shift leader, or what we called a key holder, um, and loved it. It was just fun. But of course, as you know, most people know that business went down, and a lot of us, you know, ended up having to find other jobs. And so that's how I ended up working for a company called Legacy Box, uh, which is where I'm still at today. And basically the whole company, we just take like your VHS tapes. Uh, I've been working with reel-to-reel audio and cassettes and digitize them for people. Um, The fancy way of saying it is we digitize analog media. And that's been, it's been pretty fun. It's been a really unique work experience and it is definitely refined my work ethic. I had a pretty good work ethic going into it, but this place has taught me a lot about time management. Um, And right now I'm also currently working part-time for our church as a social media manager slash photographer. So I've I've got a pretty good mix of Christian and secular workplace background. And that's something I skipped over. For me, retail was very much a secular environment where I'm at now. We're not a 
Christian organization as far as we don't do anything ministry related, but it's Christian run and owned and operated. And I'm very blessed with my coworkers who are very encouraging and challenging in, in the right way. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. So I think it's pretty obvious based on what we just discussed and summarized that we both have experience in secular or non-Christian and Christian environments as far as the workforce goes. And we want these ideas that we're going to be talking about today to be applicable to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, f- I feel like when you just say faith and, and work, for a lot of people what comes to mind is, you know, co-workers who are not Christians and how to share with them, how to tell your testimony with them, all, all things like that. But the reality is, and we're going to dig into this a lot more, it's just as important for you to share your faith with your coworkers who are Christian. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it's, but there are, there is a diff, different perspective on both of those things. So we're going to be talking about each of them individually, and there's going to be some overlap. But before we really move into some more applicable points, stuff that you can apply in your, your day-to-day job, uh, let's just do a quick overview of what this looks like from the Christian perspective of a work, like a, a Christian workplace and a secular workplace. So I think a good place to start is the secular workplace, and I'll dig into that a little bit, some of my perspective, because that's where I'm at currently. And then Micah, if you'll talk a little bit about sharing your faith in the Christian workplace, because that's where you're at currently. Sounds good. Um, so, you know, for me, it's it can be a little bit intimidating to go in and share my faith Uh, being in a secular environment, being for a relatively large, if not like really just growing company, um, being in a very secular environment, I'm hesitant sometimes to go in and share my faith, to share the gospel with people because I don't want to get fired. Um, I've heard tons of stories about that happening in all sorts of places, and I don't want to experience that. Like I want to stick around. I want to have my job so I can pay the bills. Um, And I just tend to tread lightly sometimes. But, you know, this can also be very just isolating. It's it's really difficult to walk into a place and be kind of the only only real Christian around. I know there's there's some coworkers I have that, you know, over the past couple years, I've found out that they're believers, too. And they're walking through similar situations with it. But the vast majority of the people I work with, they do not like Christians. Um you know, they fall into certain categories. We're not going to name all those categories right now, but you know what we're talking about. And it's intimidating and isolating to walk into that situation every day and be like, I'm alone here. But, you know, <clears throat> we'll talk a little bit more about how to handle that as we go on. But that's kind of what it looks like to walk into the secular environment in regards to sharing your faith. It's intimidating and it can be isolating. Well, do we want to talk about before we move on, why they may be non-fans of Christians? Well, sure. I mean, we can, I would definitely want to talk more about that as we go, but I think the biggest thing to note here is just simply keeping in mind that most people who are from a secular background, a a pre-Christian background, as we've started referring to it in our small group, um, is that a lot of Christians have not treated them well. Um, you know, we're in the South, so a majority of people are Christians. By name. 
by name. They're they're nominal claim to be Christians. My family was Christian, so I'm a Christian. Um, and so their experience has been very based on on hate and politics um, and things like that. So it makes sense that they're kind of turned off when it comes to Christians. They don't want to have anything to do with us. Unfortunately so. As I work in a Christian workplace environment, we'll talk about what that's like and kind of the benefits or challenges that run into that. So working alongside other believers has different challenges of its own. Um, the big one, I think, is when we find ourselves in a situation, we kind of get comfortable and don't feel like we need to share our faith. Mm. But I would argue it's just as important. There's encouragement in that. There's accountability and challenge in that. And it's really easy to get complacent with that. And and that's something I deal with is, okay, how can I share my faith? I can live it out. That's great. And they see that. And, you know, hopefully my work ethic speaks for it. And my attitude, surely that's another obvious way, but how am I able to have intentional conversations? And that's just as important. If, if at very least is, is an opportunity to practice sharing your story with someone who's going to be able to give you feedback in a positive criticism kind of way. Hey, this didn't really make sense. What do you mean by that? And so if I'm sharing my testimony, my uh, faith with a non-believer or a pre-Christian, there's an opportunity to refine that and get more comfortable with it. Also, the goal should be to disciple other Christians. Yeah. So you have that relationship and that accountability, that encouragement and that challenge all with the common goal of growing deeper in our faith. So here's, here's a question. Why does this matter? Why does it matter that we talk about our faith in regards to the workplace or literally share our faith in the workplace? So in Matthew 28, 19, we're, very specifically told, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And correct me if I'm wrong, Kip, as I trust your Greek and Hebrew better than my own by far. I have not taken Greek yet. Okay. <laughs> well, I have, I've heard from a very trusted source who has taken Greek that the go in that phrase is an active. It's not a, um, one time or past tense, it's a uh, present tense, I guess is the proper phrase. Um, I've heard the same thing. I'm pretty sure it's perfect present. Per- thank you. So perfect it's present. just, it's always happening. Right. So it's, it's constant. So the better way to translate that is while you are going. Yeah. Therefore make disciples of all the nations. And that should be obvious. That means if I'm in a Christian environment, I need to make disciples. If I'm in a non-Christian environment, I need to make disciples. If, if I live in the United States, if I move overseas, no matter where you are, we're commanded to go. And so th- to me, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But there are definitely others as well. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think too, like we're talking about 20 to 40 hours out of your week massive chunk of time is spent at your workplace alongside these people. And if you're not taking that as an opportunity to make disciples, then 
to be honest, you're kind of wasting your time. Now, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, I I work in a I ah, sorry, I work in a place that's basically a warehouse where where we have a quota. We're expected to meet certain production expectations. So there there are moments where I have to focus on work. And I'm not saying don't focus on your work by any means. I think, and we'll talk about this more later for sure. I think you should hold that hardcore, strong work ethic. Um, but don't miss out on opportunities to create relationships with your coworkers for the sake of sharing the gospel with them. So let's, let's move into some more applicable points um, as this is the takeaway. And let's start with thinking about what it means to share our faith with Christian coworkers. So the most obvious way, in my opinion, and may not be as obvious to other people is, and I kind of touched on this earlier, your work ethic and your attitude, how you conduct yourself. Am I a hard worker? Am I working for myself? Am I working for God? Am I giving everything I can? Am I doing so with integrity? Am I responsible? Am I punctual? Do I come up with excuses with why I can't do something or why I need a day off or all these reasons that may cause a coworker, even secular even, but primarily a believer to question my authenticity and my faith. Mm. And so having that intentional mindset, I think is extremely important in how you conduct yourself. But further than that, it's as simple as having conversations. I'm, I'm blessed to work with some incredible godly men that if I'm going through something, I can go to them and ask for prayer. And you know, it's an incredible environment where as long as we're not, busy in the moment we'll stop and pray together we'll encourage each other we'll follow up hey how's that going how's your family doing with this and that's something that encourages me and humbles me weekly i know i have a support system even in my work environment and that's my coworkers sharing their faith with me by doing that so it's even beyond yourself. If you're if you're sharing your faith, if you're living authentically, it's contagious and it's encouraging. And I think that's a a huge way to do it. Yeah, just a good way to do it. It does make me make me uh, think of a question though for you. So in your workplace, you're all Christians. Do you all go to the same church? No. Okay. Not at all. And there's. A lot of us have very similar beliefs, and there are quite a few of us that go to the same church. Um, I go to the same church as the owner of the company, one of my counterparts. I think that's everyone that attends that one. And just living in the general area we are, it's a very Southern Baptist populated mm -hmm. city, uh, but not exclusively. And there are some differing denominations or beliefs and it's always interesting to talk with people about that because it challenges your viewpoints and, and not in a way to to be prideful or arrogant or i'm right and you're wrong but it's 
it's great to look at things from a different perspective from time to time to slow down and examine why do I believe this on this subject and why does my coworker look at it this way? Yeah, no, it's good because I, I just made me think of my time at Lifeway. You know, I was there for a long time and there were a lot of people who came and went who I didn't go to church with, but who were Christians and we all had very different views on things. In a lot of cases, we came from different denominations even. And it was just a matter of constantly coming back to that place where it's like we're all one body. Like we are all the church, big C church. Um, even though we might not see each other every week on Wednesday or Sunday, we are still Christ's church. Mm-hmm. So constantly going back to that mindset like if you're finding yourself in a christian workplace where you don't go to the same church as everybody else um or you all come from different denominations or maybe maybe one of you's a arminian and the other one's a calvin or one of you's a molinist which we're not going to get into molinism um i don't know if any of those words make sense <laughs> to most of the people listening <laughs> it's okay they're they're newer to me <laughs> Um, seminary over here (laughs) but you can you can just look past those those small differences and recognize we are all one body in Christ we're all capital C church and just come together as brothers and sisters and work together Um, so just some practical things from my own experience because I know I'm sure that lifeway was very different from where you where you're at now because we were like a Christian store built for the church to mm-hmm. get resources. So some things that we would do would be to pray together as a crew. So like when we opened the store, we opened it with a word of prayer. When we closed the store, we closed with a word of prayer. Uh, we would have devotionals. We didn't always do a great job of that, I will say. Um, as a team leader, sometimes I would kind of let that fall through the through the cracks because it's like almost 10 o'clock and we wanted to go home. So it's like, let's just, we'll do it tomorrow. Everyone head home. Um, but we would, we'd open up the word together and, and do a devotional. Um, and I think those are really applicable things for you to do if you're working in, in a Christian environment. Like Micah was saying, sometimes you guys pray together yeah. at work. Um, well, and. And to cut you off there, we open every meeting, even if it's a conference call and we're not in person. Um, our our owner is very intentional with starting every meeting with prayer. If if we're gathered together as a company or in a large group, prayer is happening. And yeah, super admirable because we are a for profit company. We're not an or we're not a ministry. We're not really an organization. We are a business, and it's still encouraging to see that he has set the example of putting God's will as a apex of the business's goal and, you know, asking God for direction. And I know he prays for all of his employees, even outside of the business. Um, And it's just an example of, of what I should do more of. You know, I have to admit, I don't pray for my coworkers without being requested as much as I should. Mm. You know, that's just something I, you know, I've definitely been convicted of here lately is 
I'll pray for them when they ask or if they have a specific request, but I'm not necessarily praying for them on a regular basis. And that's something I want to do better of. Yeah. Just because they're coworkers doesn't mean they shouldn't be. It, it should be the same as a, a friend or somebody in our Bible study or, you know, as you were just saying, they are part of the body of Christ. And I think, I think what that really does is it, uh, embodies what the early church did in the book of acts like they got together to pray and they got together to uh talk about discuss read the teachings of the apostles and i feel like if you're a christian working in a christian environment where most of your co-workers claim to follow jesus then you're the church where two or more are gathered in my name like you should be getting together when you have opportunities and pray together Pray over your your customers or your clients, whatever you want to call them. Pray over each other and then open up the word as best you can and talk about it a little bit. I think that's the best thing that you can do together. Um, and I think what that ultimately does, and we're about to move on here, but what that ultimately does is it draws you together as coworkers. Um, I know one thing that I loved working at Lifeway was we had, you know, a stock room and in the stock room, um, as you're walking out of the door, like the, the door that leads out of the stock room in, onto the sales floor, we had something painted right above our door that says, as God works through us. And I think that's something to just keep in mind. If you are in a Christian workplace, like you're still an ambassador for Christ. Like you're still going out to serve people, whether it's your coworkers or your clients or your customers or however you want to look at it. God's working through you in that workplace to impact other people's lives. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's move into the secular workplace a little bit. Um, and try to try to think through, talk through some applicable ways to share your faith in that environment. So I'll I'll share from a different perspective. Uh, the last secular job I had, I wasn't where I needed to be spiritually. I was kind of in my season of turning my back on my faith, um, which God very graciously brought me out of. Obviously, we're here today. But one of my bosses at the time just simply would talk about church and where they were going and what they were learning. And it was never a shoving it down my throat way. I grew up in church. You know, I accepted Christ. I just wasn't in a season of living for him. I wasn't surrendering my life. And it was super convicting in the, in the right way, just because they weren't, it wasn't fire and brimstone. It wasn't calling me out on where I was. It was just simply sharing what they were going through and what they were learning. And that had such a positive impact on me. I ended up checking out the church they were going to, and, and God used that to bring me back to a place of surrender. And I think as simple as just being open and honest without necessarily having a goal of converting or convicting, just letting God and the Holy Spirit work is a super effective way because it's, it's not on us, as we've said multiple times whether or not somebody responds to the message, which is, are we delivering it or not? Hmm. 
Honestly, uh, I think that's the biggest lesson that I have learned working where I work now. Uh, I think it was within the first first month that I was here. This was the first like really, really hardcore, like anti-Christian almost environment that I had been in. Um, but within the first month of me being there, I, uh, I went and got lunch at a restaurant nearby and this guy who was on my team came and sat with me, hadn't met him yet. Uh, he introduced himself and as we got to talking, I decided in that moment, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my faith with him. And I went through like a really quick, like two minute gospel presentation, kind of like shoving it down his throat. And he was just kind of put off by it. He was really put off by it, if I'm honest. And I walked away from that and felt very convicted. And it was just like, this is not, this is not how you're supposed to share your faith in this workplace. People don't want these quick two to five minute presentations of the gospel or your testimony. While those things are important over time, the key here is to build a relationship and to be an example of a light in a dark place. I think it can be done tactfully mm-hmm. in a short, concise way. I don't think it's the most effective. I, something I regret not saying in our last takeaway with the People vs. Project was with tracks or the um, street corner preachers is God can use anything, literally anything in the Middle East. People are saved through their dreams. Mm-hmm. So not to say that God can't or won't use those things, but I think because we know God is a God of relation and we see that throughout the entirety of scripture, we should follow that example. Right. If he's about it, we should be about it. If he's for it, we should be for it. If he's against it, we should be against it. And so with all that said, the relationship building I think is crucial to show the true love heart and reason why Christ did everything that he did. Yep, exactly. And like, I I totally agree. Like we're not saying sharing the gospel in like a quick short message is, is wrong. Um, Obviously, we we believe in that. My main point is I had just met this guy and I'd been working here for a little while and I just like like just threw it in his face and walked away and was not handled the right way. And had I spent a month getting to know him a little bit better, um, you know, I could have handled that much smoother. And me, me talking about the gospel in two minutes isn't the problem. It was just like, hey, I just met you. You want to hear about Jesus? Okay, here you go. Okay, bye. Yeah, it's like, I, I know nothing about you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're dealing with or going through or, you know, if you've been burned by the church or anything like that. But if you don't accept this, you're doomed. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Very yeah. rough. Definitely, definitely just not the way to handle it. But I, I think I've grown from there. I hope I've grown from there. I don't <laughs> as, we, know. as we will discuss. And just f- figured out like some of the, the ways that I think are more effective. I think that's the word we're looking for today is just what are the effective ways to ha- handle sharing your faith in a secular workplace? Um, so one, I'm going to share two stories as quickly as I can. Um, there was one guy I got to work very closely with. Uh, I ended up in this department, the audio department, as I mentioned. And at first it was just me. And then we brought in one other guy 
And so I got to, I got to hang out with this guy every day and talk about music and, and just stuff that's going on in his life, stuff that's going on in my life. And, you know, eventually we got around to talking about, uh, at that point, our girlfriends. And, you know, I kind of, ex- I can't remember how I explained it, but it became very clear that me and my then girlfriend didn't live together. And he kind of asked me about that. He's like, why don't y'all, why don't y'all live together? So I explained to him, I was like, well, we're, you know, we're waiting until we get married to do anything. Um, no, but, but through that, that brief conversation, like I got to share my faith with him basically. And that was just, it was a really cool moment. He was, he, he thought it was a respectable thing to do. He didn't have any issue with it. And, you know, instead of someone coming in and yelling at him about it being a, like just a horrible sin that he was living with his girlfriend. Instead, he got this guy who's basically become his buddy at work, showing him like, I'm, I'm not living that way. And it's okay that you are, we're still friends and all. Um, and just a very respectful conversation about what I believe about that. Well, and I'm going to pause you there for a second. We don't think it's okay. Right. As Christians. But as, again, as we've kind of stated in the past, a non-believer doesn't have the Holy Spirit as a conviction. They see no error in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so while we don't condone that, it's not our place to convict. That's the Holy Spirit's work. Exactly. So just exactly. to clarify that a little bit. So yeah, that, I might have misspoken that a little bit. <laughs> so that people don't get the wrong impression of, of what we think here. Um, neither of us agree with that. Yeah. However, in the situation in showing love, Again, it's not our place to convict. You got to leave that to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. The main the main point there is, and the main applicable point ultimately is that he walked away feeling respected and, you know, um, like like his friend was just being nice to him mm-hmm. instead of me just yelling at him and and just charging him with sin and and all these things. Well, and that creates an open an opening. For future conversations. Exactly. Because if you were to berate him and just, oh, that's horrible. Why would you do that? That's that's evil. That's a sin. That's all these things. Door shut. Cool. Yep. Don't talk to Kip. Noted. Yep. Moving on. However, when you do so graciously, in truth, you're speaking truth through your experiences. Hey, this is, we're not doing that because, you know, we're Christians. This is what we believe. This is the way that we're living that's showing hey this this is truth here for us i'm gonna love you through it despite your decisions mm-hmm. yeah holding that that biblical standard mm-hmm. is the best thing but then you know just being kind and respectful of people yep. it opens so many doors who would have so thought many doors which leads me to my second quick story um so one day I got to sit down with uh, one of my managers, which we do this uh, quarterly, basically. We'll sit down with the manager and just discuss like how, how we're doing, our job performance rates, all of these things. And so he was just kind of bragging on me a little bit. I'm, I'm low-key humble bragging on myself. Nothing low-key about it. <laughs> uh, but he was like, Kip, you're just, you're just always really, really nice to people. Whenever we ask you to do something or add something else to your plate, you don't complain about it. You get your work done. You have a great attitude when you come in. 
Um, you're just really kind to everybody that you talk to and you're just doing a really great job and all, all of your, your, your outputs for your work just are incredibly great. All these, all these amazing things. And then, you know, a couple, a couple minutes later you go, go by and he's asking me like my plans for the weekend and say, Oh, I'm studying for, for school. And so he asked me what I, what I'm doing for school. And I got to talk about seminary a little bit and he just kind of, when I mentioned seminary, he just kind of like threw his head back for a second and goes, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. The implication being, oh, you're so nice and respectful and kind because you're a Christian. Those dots connected for him. And you could, I just, you could see the, the, like, the light go off behind his eyes where it was like, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. And it was just a really cool moment because what occurred to me right then was I've just been coming in and doing exactly what the Bible tells me to do. Like I'm, I'm living out the fruits of the spirit. I am being the kind of person that Jesus mentioned on the Sermon on the Mount. Um, I am, you know, just coming in and living out first Corinthians ten thirty one, which says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And this guy just saw that happening and he goes, oh, and you're a Christian. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I point that out because I think that's the kind of standard that we should have going into any workplace, but especially a secular workplace, is to exhibit what, what we are supposed to look like as followers of Jesus. Like we're supposed to do what 1 Corinthians 10.31 says. We're supposed to exhibit the fruits of the spirit from Galatians 5:22 through 23. I'm going to read that real quick. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. If you do all of those things through the Holy Spirit moving in your life, then people cannot deny that that Jesus is actively there doing something. And it opens up so many more doorways to like actively share the gospel. And I honestly, that is the most applicable point that we have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you can't add or take away anything from that. It's, it's literally the fruit of the spirit for a reason. It's God dwelling in us that we're able to exhibit those things in a way that's going to glorify him. And you know, I, I've heard it argued that, oh, well, it's, it's just one fruit of the Spirit at a time. And over time, I, I personally, and you may disagree with me here, and that's fine. And you as a listener may as well. But through the Holy Spirit and dwelling in us, it should all things are possible. So with, with that specified to this situation is all those fruit together from the Holy Spirit are going to be ultimate proof. Because you can see people with self-control that are non-Christians. You can see people that are gentle that aren't Christians. How many people that aren't uh, children of God have all of the fruit of the Spirit at the same time? I would hope all, but... <laughs> no, non-believers. Oh, non-believers. Yeah, non-children of God. Sorry, I misunderstood. It's like... Well, what world are you living in, Kip? Because let's let's go there. Oops, uh, almost none. And I think that's what sets people apart. Because I can think of a few friends of mine that aren't 
believers that don't, they're great people. You know, they are loving, caring people. They're gentle. They have self-control. Do they have all those things at the same time? No. Typically not. It it reminds me of, uh, I had to read a book this last semester called The Best Kept Secret in Christian Mission. Uh, by John Dixon, if you want to check it out. But he, he just he talks about this exact same thing. And the subtitle uh, for this book is Promoting the Gospel with More Than Our Lips. So it's it's this idea that as you're going out into your day-to-day life, it's, it's probably more beneficial to exhibit the fruits of the Holy Spirit um, than anything else. Like standing on a street corner shouting out the gospel isn't going to be as effective as, as living out what the gospel looks like in your day-to-day life. Like, people want to see Jesus in you. That's ultimately what we're, we're called to do, I think. Um, and it also reminds me of this quote I've heard recently, used quite a bit. Uh, it's by this guy, Francis of Assisi. Uh, he says, preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. Love that quote. It's good. And that's what he's talking about. The same thing. Like you're just the way that you live your life should exhibit for, for non-believers what a biblical life that has been changed by Jesus looks like. And if you know anyone who does that, it's not hard to think like for me, there's, there's a few people that I see do that well. And it's not hard to, to recognize it's almost an immediate when when you stick when you hear that quote when i hear that quote there's a few uh, men specifically that i think of and like that's that's my goal is to be like them because they're being like christ mm. so yeah i love agree. it and i will say just just so no one gets anything mixed up or or anything like that i've also heard this kind of used as an excuse to not vocalize the gospel and we're not on board with that. Let's just point that out real quick. Don't use this as an excuse to say, well, I can, I'll can. i just preach the gospel at all times and just never use words. No, 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 no. You have to use words at some point. We wouldn't be a podcast if we thought that was the case. Yeah. You can't just go out there and live out the fruits of the Spirit and promote your life with more than just your lips. You have to, at some point, vocally share the gospel with the people that you're building relationships with because it's it's through hearing that lives are changed all right well hey in the next takeaway we'll be discussing faith and neighbors definitely a discussion you don't want to miss thank you so much for listening to the mountain and valley podcast If you would like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing, leaving a review, or sharing an episode with a friend. You can also follow us on social media. Just search underscore MV podcast on any platform. This podcast was created and produced by Kip Wilkinson and Michael Horvath. This episode was mastered and scored by J.A. Parkey. To learn more about this project, you can visit mvpodcast.org. Thank you so much for listening. Now go tell your story.
do with that connotation what you will <laughs> to keep it clean. <laughs> um, Disclaimer, not needed, but let's <laughs> let's be tactful in this. Let's just show some tact. 